Welcome back once again. Hey y'all. Once Thanks again. for being here. We're once again, we're really once pumped again. to share another great guest, Dr. Lara Salyer. She's right out of Monroe, Wisconsin. Yeah, a local. A local, but so global. I, I mean, to to have somebody like her be local is just like a treat. Mm-hmm. Dr. Why Lara, we, thank you what, so much. Margaret, why did we get so pumped to sit down with Dr. Lara? What, essentially, what was the... Authenticity. Authenticity and really taking this healing work as a practitioner to like a level that we need it. Yeah. So in short, she, she goes into to more detail of her story, but in short, what you're in store for is getting an hour with uh, a family practice doctor who practiced in a clinical setting for 17 years mm-hmm. and then who left to open what she describes as a micro clinic, pretty sure, a micro practice, um, and, and is still practicing the, the healing arts, mm-hmm. still uses the title of doctor. Oh, but, absolutely, yeah. But really just transformed her practice, wrote a, a great book. Right Brain Rescue mm-hmm. has a phenomenal website with so many resources. DrLaraSalier.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And has evolved into a, men- a mentor of sorts in her, Public in her community of, of the medical field with all kinds of folks that are mm-hmm. out in the world as medical professionals. And to wrap it up here, her pep is contagious. It really is. I was <laughs> she really... She is enthusiastic for life, and it shows, and you just, you just, yeah, you're like, whatever she's got, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we, that's why we had her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Dr. Laura, thank you so much for the time and the, and the conversation that we, we were really in our flow state. Yeah. Inspo. Inspo at its greatest. All right. Enjoy, everybody. Thanks again, everybody, for being here. Pass it on. Welcome to Let's Do This, Dr. Laura. How are oh, you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Awesome. I love that this is such an early morning yes. oh, interview. There's something special about mornings. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like the world is waking up. You know, yeah. I just this morning I was thinking about this podcast and sitting on my porch and listening to the birds and just, mm-hmm. you know, the messages of, of the universe and just excited to be here. Yeah. It also, for me, I know we've only just met, but I have to be honest with you. You definitely come across as a person who knows how to get some shit done (laughs) and (laughs) and who really knows how to take the bull by the horns and Mm -hmm. like, you know, all of the, all of the analogies. Um, and so this early morning, 9am really felt very appropriate. 
of yeah. like, yeah, we're going to meet her at we're 9 a.m. Be because because yeah. y'all know we have a big day ahead of us. <laughs> yes, it's the yeah. power hour, right? When you take yeah. the bull by the horns, you have to dance with it a little bit first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Flow state. I cannot Absolutely. wait to talk to you about flow state, yes. but we're gonna we're gonna pin the flow state. Okay. Or maybe like a little grand finale. Mm. But <laughs> let's let's start from scratch. Mm-hmm. You have a phenomenal story. Yes. And we all do. That's we nice. all do. Yeah. We all do. But I really admire your story of uh, walking in your truth, mm-hmm. and um, you know maybe not taking the easiest path, but mm-hmm. the easiest path. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. The paradox. The paradox. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I know that you've shared it before, but if you would be willing to yeah. just tell us a little bit about your story and sure. some big aha moments for you that helped things get really clear about. Oh, absolutely. Your, Happy to. Yeah. Happy your story. To. Thank you for the opportunity to share. I think all of us have a hero's journey. Um, oh, and I think, cheers. Yes, all of us. Yes, our glasses. That's awesome. Yeah, all of us have a hero's journey. We're all walking in different elements of truth at different times, and maybe we're not aware, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really think we're all walking each other home. You know, we're all just figuring it Round out. Us. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Love him. One of the most endearing sentiments. Yes, yes. we certainly are. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, so my own truth was I didn't grow up in a family of physicians. In fact, I grew up around a funeral home. My grandfather was mm-hmm. a mortician. So mm-hmm. I was fascinated with the human body, but knew that I wanted to be a healer and did the things you do to be a healer at the time. You go to medical school, you do all the milestones mm-hmm. and you know, adapting to that life, a new landscape I'd never learned from parents or family. I didn't know. So it was more like an innocent child's eyes were widened of, okay, how do I adapt and how do I do this? And like many of my Gen X friends, we, you know, we just continued adapting, continued Mm -hmm. just taking on what we assumed would be the landscape of medicine. And it just kept changing. It kept throwing more things at us that we weren't trained to do like data entry and you know things that just didn't feel like it was in the healing realm and Mm -hmm. you know it just kept feeling uncomfortable like a wool sweater that just is itchy and claustrophobic Mm -hmm. Um, and in a lot of our training we're taught to be gritty and just to you know leap over those next milestones so like we do, you know, I would do more yoga or I would do more self you know care and it just felt like it wasn't it wasn't scratching the itch, you know, yeah. I didn't understand. So my this, true yeah. awakening happened when I had a patient pass on that was a dear patient and it was very expected. She had cancer and mm-hmm. it was a peaceful passing. Um, and normally I would I get that obituary. My nurse was so good about giving me the, the notifications and I would write a little note to her family saying it was an honor to be part of your, your grandmother's journey. And but that day was so different. I felt like celebratory and relieved that I had one less patient to deal with, one less reef. It was, it was much, very much a robotic feeling. Okay, I have one less person in my queue. And mm-hmm. I felt immediately ashamed. That was not the truth that I had signed up for. It was not who I was. And it was a great opportunity for pause. I think sometimes yeah. listening to our intuition and what our feelings are saying and connecting to that was really pivotal for me to pause. And rather than go forward, I paused and greatly reflected on what did that mean 
am mm -hmm. I depressed or am I, I didn't know what burnout was. And mm -hmm. then I learned, I learned I was burned out. I was burned out at my job. And I'd like to say we all get burnout at some point. That's a normal human condition, you know, mm -hmm. um, but how we deal with it, you know, we can be burned out in our careers, in our relationships, in parenting and whatever. Mm -hmm. But is this an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself and find another intuitive path that might be better fitting to your core values? Maybe they've shifted. That was my mm -hmm. journey is realizing, you know, I need to see what I want to do with this. And it yeah. led me to open up my own practice in functional medicine after learning that this is more aligned with my vision of healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you had been practicing as a traditional family practice doctor for how many years? I graduated in 2000 and I had my, my little epiphany in 2016. So over 15 years. Wow. And I was a in a clinical setting, in a clinical setting, a rural family doctor. And I still think fondly of all the memories. I loved what I did. Mm -hmm. I loved yeah. caring for babies and grandmas and sewing up lacerations and, mm -hmm. and doing women's health. And I really loved all of that because I felt mm -hmm. like I was very good at it. And I was, patients awesome. were shocked when I said I'm leaving. And it was like breaking up with uh, like 1900 patients over the span yeah. of months saying, it's not you, it's me, you know? And it's just really, it's hard, but I knew I had to do that to feel like I was giving my best to the world because I was no longer giving my best. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a tough decision, but, but a, a very, uh, in hindsight, a very good one, an appropriate one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a powerful story. And courageous. So courageous. So what? It's, 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 it takes a lot to, to walk away from the, oh, yeah. the familiarity in, yeah, in that it setting. It's, it's very much a, a leap and a net will appear kind of moment. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, and it was something that I, I would never say is the right way for everybody because it mm -hmm. took a lot of, I had to make sure my medical student loans were almost paid off. I mean, there's a lot of other decisions, micro decisions that were made in there that I felt I could do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had saved up enough, you know, all these little financial logistics, mm -hmm. right. but right. for me, it was, it was, it was appropriate. I needed to be free. I needed to just have an empty canvas so I could paint some different masterpiece. And I figured I, I would figure it out along the way. Mm -hmm. Gosh, what an empowering story. But great, great point on um, all the little intricacies yeah. that are overlooked. Cause I, I can relate in a, in a similar way. I was, working in a, for a corporation, I was really on this trajectory to just keep climbing this corporate ladder. And, and there were, there were elements of that career at the time that I was really enjoying and I love being with people and, and yes. I know how to work hard. So I was going to, Oh, right. And when you're good at it, done, but. yeah. And when you're good at it, people want this for you. Yes. And, and I think that this is the thing I think people unfortunately tend to go towards black and white thinking like, mm -hmm. Oh, well, it's all or nothing. You can hold two truths. You can say, I could have definitely totally. the world where I was a successful corporate ladder climber. And that's not bad either. If that fits mm -hmm. who you want to be and what you want to do, and that's not wrong, but yeah. also like, is it really fueling you at your core? And mm -hmm. I think that was the hardest thing like that you did very courageous to look and say, well, yeah, I have the skills that could go up there. Sure. Well, you know? I had all the whispers, a lot of like, I don't think corporate politics is my thing. Like I feel really unsettled about it most of the time. And then I became a mom and it was motherhood that was like, 
yeah, now I got babies that I want to be with because I don't, yeah. So it, I, I can relate to that, to those feelings. And, and it took planning though. It's not like I could just leave when I wanted to. It, mm-hmm. you know, my husband and I had to be sure. strategic. Sure. So I think that it is important to, to, to highlight on that. Yes. The experience because, you know, it can be perceived like, oh, you just got to leave because you didn't like it. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not what happened at right, all. Right, right. It know? can be glossed over. You're right. Any yeah. life transition is glossed over. Yeah. I mean, birth can be glossed over in yes. two minutes. You know, oh yeah, I gave birth last week. I mean, there's a huge, you know, we, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we, we forget the details just because we, you know, shrink down our narrative a little. Yeah, it's very reduced. Yeah. yeah, it's very reduced. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's a lot, which is why I wrote the memoir, because I think it's very yeah. interesting to watch the, how I, I went through the thought process and struggled and wasn't sure. I actually made a decision in my soul before I made a decision in my words and, and even tried mm. it out a little bit. I told a nurse at, on a leap year day, I said, you know what? I think by next leap year, I'm not going to be here. And I didn't mean this in an existential way. I meant it that I don't think I'm going to be at this job. And of course she said, well, I know it was a bad day, but I didn't know it was that bad. (laughs) But she said, okay. And I said, I really think I'm going to find something different. Well, once you make a decision and once you vocalize it, it's like, Boom, oh, the timeline law, the, the law of the universe, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. every day I went to work after that, it felt wrong. It felt like, oh, I can't unsee this. I can't, yeah. I can't do it. I can't fit anymore. And so those four years that I had predicted, I would, I would plan for four years to, to transition out. It became eight months and I was out, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just how oh, your oh. your soul speaks to you, and then if you keep listening, and it gets louder. Yes, it yeah, gets louder. Or, or when you don't listen, it gets louder. Yeah. But when you listen, it it's, it's a calm. It's it feels more yeah, calm. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, this feeling is amazing, and it's yes. just that momentum takes over. And it's so true because you sit in your truth. I think is the mm-hmm. best way of saying it. You feel very grounded, and mm-hmm. you can find at least I did, and I. I talk to other people and they've said the same thing. Maybe you will feel the same that when you do make decisions from your center, you are unapologetic to everyone else. It's like, Mm -hmm. it may not make sense to you or you or you, but this is making sense to me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you do is, is like you said, it gets calmer. It feels like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I love when, when stories like yours reaffirm that your quote unquote, your truth is in alignment with with to be of service mm-hmm. to humanity. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's again it's that reciprocal like this is my truth yes, but I'm also being of service to the human beings that I'm caring for in whatever capacity that is. Yes. And so mm-hmm. yes, and I think I think the truth even and serving humanity comes in many forms and flavors as yes. well. For example, um you can be a better, like, I'm a better mom if I'm a working mom. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, yeah. and so mm-hmm. one might say, well, that's not a, this, you know, a good mom is serving her kids 24 seven. I'm like, not my kind of mom. I'm a better mom if I actually sure. have other things I'm doing and I come back more filled, you know, so that service yep. of humanity shows up in so many different flavors. So many. 
that are better service to humanity if they get if they have more of an introverted job and they don't even talk to people but they can serve on a better level so it's kind of interesting to see we all have our own flavors we do we do and that's where we need to put our energy you know doesn't really serve us to compare those journeys we are nailing it this morning ladies we're nailing it (laughs) it's all coming together yeah that's great that's so great so for those folks that are listening that are at some crossroads or are feeling just like the the turmoil or the the pushback the unsettling the the dissatisfaction i can can only Mm -hmm. imagine maybe some of the not to make any projections but um, some of the pushback that maybe you received from your colleagues and, your, oh, yes. you know, and, 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 and I think there's also something that's really triggering that happens when we're in our truth and, and then people, it's a mirror. Now you're a mirror. Now you're holding up, yes. now you're holding up a mirror. Yes. Because you have flown the cage of, yeah shoulds the shoulds the the everything that we're told we should be or do right and you have made your own rules and mm-hmm. it is liberating and so terrifying for those that want to be angry at you for that yes yeah. and jealous and resentful and, and we can we can have a lot of compassion for that because yes. we've all we've all been on yes. both sides of yes. that coin good job andrea we should absolutely and and i think that is the the balance that i think we all should strike and not to say should again but that i understand and have that we get to yeah, we, yeah we love that one. We, we get, get to. to. We get yeah. to. Yeah. We get yeah. replacement. We get to hold that space and, and say, I see it. I get it. I've been there. I just when you think it's not possible, anything really is possible. Mm-hmm. But when you're yeah. in that turmoil, the biggest question that helped me, and I can't remember if it was my physician coach, because I, I looked for help. Like I think yeah. that's the biggest mm. thing you can do when you're in turmoil is look for helpers, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um if you have a hard time just unraveling your thoughts, which we all do look for helpers. So I had a therapist, I had a physician coach and, um, and I don't know who said it to me, but one of them said, uh, had a great question. Mm -hmm. Could you keep doing what you're doing in five years? Could you see yourself in five years doing exactly the same week, the same month, the same day? And that was so telling because if, yeah. if I said no, then why am I doing it now? If, if I said, I don't want to do this in five years, then why, why wait till then? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like that's telling me that change can happen now. And that really motivated me to look deeper and say, okay, then we need to get the ball rolling so mm-hmm. I can feel better faster because I deserve it. Everybody deserves to feel good now. Like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the contrast is appropriate. You know, I always go back to like it the contrast has its has its, its necessary really. Moments. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. we learn so much of our wisdom in that in that contrast. Oh, absolutely. That's the yeah. hero's journey, right? You yeah. need the struggle. You need that struggle. The lessons. That, that is not to not to foreshadow, that's flow state. Flow state. <laughs> yeah, no, it's we'll sprinkle it in. Yeah. Yeah, because flow state, when you dip into that wonderful, like, you know, gamma theta brainwave of flow state, you need that struggle first where you're like, oh, this is hard. I'm not sure. And your skills, are they really matched to the challenge? But yeah. that's what makes it rewarding because then you get that release of, okay, I'm dipping in and I'm really 
changing and doing things. And that's the hero's journey, the struggle and you learn your lesson, you come back a more galvanized, more elevated, you know, person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you loving about your now? What are you, great question. What are you loving about how you're, how you're uh, caring for your, your patients now with your private practice? I'm loving now the freedom, which I know is the right time, right place for me. Um, I'm Mm. loving the ability to incorporate many different modes of healing, many different ways of interacting with patients, able to bring in things um, and talk about things like shamanic healing, like uh, work, like, you know, thinking about, you know, um, Tibetan singing bowls and how that resonates with the vagus nerve, all these neat, Mm. you know? That, that like I can bring in because I have the time, I have the space. I am not chained to a certain corporate standard of, you know, how I had to hurry up and dish out information in 15 minutes. This so, is such a cosmic just, compliment yeah. again. It Once is again, com- yeah, you are just speaking really our language. We're really in alignment. We're really in alignment. <laughs> and, and I'm so happy for you yeah. that now there's just like this, this flexibility and freedom to explore. Yeah. Without all that harsh judgment, doctor, yeah. we love you. We love, I mean, the medical system. Yeah, there's all, there's all, it all belongs. It all belongs. Yeah, but, yes. And, you know. and I try not, I think one of the hardest things to see are my colleagues that also do holistic healing, but, but sometimes with a backlash that, oh, it's us versus them and, and exactly. don't see yeah. a doctor. And right. I'm like, you know, I've lived in that, in that era. We need everybody. We need all we, kinds of yes. people. Yeah. Yes, we and, do need all kinds of healers. Amen. And just to that. like I, I don't say anything is is failure. It's a feedback loop. Nothing is regretted. It's lessons, right? Nothing. Mm. You know, it's all just part of our cycle. And I'm very grateful for the time I spent in those predictable routine, uh, you know, days and weeks and months of my career because I needed that at the time. I needed predictability. Mm. I needed structure. I needed to to elevate my own skills as a healer in that way, because I know it's made me better now, but now it's like the world is open. I am such a geek and a student and an avid learner that I can learn about anything I want and use it in my, in my medical practice. So that's, that's the beautiful part of it's more art than science, but I do have a lot of science and and evidence-based learning. It's just able to be knitted together for a tapestry for that unique patient. You yeah. Know? Yes. Yeah. Are you still seeing like birth to like, are you mm, the full no. range? Okay. No, because of the way that I do functional medicine, I, I have to be able to challenge the patient to do different eating habits or take mm-hmm. different supplements. So mm-hmm. a lot of children, mm-hmm. if they can't swallow pills or, you know, textures are hard for a lot of kids. Um, I am a parent of two teens. I can't even get them to eat differently. Mm-hmm. So there's only so much you can do. So I have had to narrow my focus, but the way I've made it feel better in my heart is I know I'm helping generations to come. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, I help the one person, but we talk about intergenerational trauma. We talk about yeah. all sorts of epigenetic changes. And I know that by Huge. healing that family member, they're able to teach their family members. Yeah, that's a ripple effect. So that's kind of made me yeah. feel better in my soul because I do grieve a part of that, that I love seeing all the little kids and- yeah. Um, but this is another way of healing. Yeah. And, and the yeah, work is sure. never done and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow too. Right. So, you know, if that desire inside of you is like, you come to a time in your life, you're like, okay, now, yeah, 
now another change is upon me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can yeah. always change your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I would Sweet. love to just do a huge pivot. I love when you want to do huge pivots. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Okay. So <laughs> you're the gal for the job. I can tell. I can tell. We're going to do this, you guys. Are we ready? Are you, is everybody ready? ready? Yes. Okay. Yes. So as a provider, practitioner, clinician, I don't know your term, doctor, <laughs> What, do you have a term that you, yeah, oh, you resonate oh, with? Doctor, All of those. But like I'm used to that. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Healer. Yeah. Healer. Oh, fine. Teacher. Goddess. No, I'm just yes. kidding. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. I was just, yes. I just, we just had an yes. ESP moment. I was like, throw that one in there, Dr. Yeah. Lara. I'm also, I'm also going to throw out Sprite. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 Big time. We've got this fairy behind yes. you happening. Yes. yes. Um, so when you are working so intimately with people and you are um, introducing or exploring other kind of realms of healing, um, what, how do you navigate those conversations of the soul, of their, mm-hmm. of like your, you know, or, or could you share with us along your journey, your beliefs that you have come to resonate with of like, do we choose these lessons? Do our souls choose these manifestations in our body, the ailments, the dis-ease, you know, all of it. Like, how do you navigate those conversations that might be really new and triggering or just really foreign mm-hmm. um, with your patients slash clients, whomever you're, how yes. you say that? Um, Mm -hmm. of of just like what their soul is uh you know working through and Mm -hmm. yeah like i love this this a great question you know of of just this idea of like that we are souls in a body Mm -hmm. yes i i call it a meat skeleton i'm like we're walking in a meat skeleton but that's just my humorous way of saying yeah Yeah. (laughs) so okay so oh i could talk about this for hours so first i would like to preface it by the approach that i give is grounded in cognitive behavioral and humanistic and also solutions focused psychology Mm -hmm. so a lot of what i bring is I try to understand where they're at. I ask what religion they might identify sure. with. What, how strong of an influence is spirituality in their life? Uh-huh. Have they, you know, I kind of do a lot of that pre-intake to kind of get the temperature of the room and, and yeah. make sure that I understand their truth. And I want to support them in their own journey. I don't ever say I have all the answers, which is mm-hmm. a different way to be because the doctor in a conventional setting has the answers. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what we're taught. We're taught to have the answers. We have to Mm -hmm. find the answer. And so this is a very interesting growth for myself to know that I don't have all the answers. I will guide them and I will Mm -hmm. try and give them information and learning and solutions, but it may not be the answer. Mm -hmm. So I get a, I get a feeling of where they're sitting in the, in themselves. Mm -hmm. And I real real quick though, Dr. Lard, that I think that is really empowering for people to, to have to embody more of being the guide and a in a in yeah. a someone that's safely coming alongside their journey to to yes. empower them to make choices that yeah. feel really yeah 
Yeah, it is. We've also been conditioned to think that doctors do have the answers as equally as doctors have been conditioned to think that they need to find them. And that is hard because when people step into my space, that conditioning is still there. So a lot of them don't like that they have to do a little bit of introspective work. They want me just to tell them what to do. Like, just tell me what pills to take. And I'm like, well, that's not how I work now, you know? I, this is, so I do have to really have an intensive onboarding process where I give them opportunity to learn about my style and learn and, and to self, you know, unselect themselves and say, well, maybe I'm not the right place at the right time. They have to be ready for mm-hmm. some hard thought work, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be challenging, but it can also be so much fun for the right patient. Yeah. Who's like, I am ready for this, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause when you're ready, that is empowering. That changes yeah. your life. Yes. When you can, when some, when a, when a professional person is empowering you to, to like have this newfound sense of self-trust. Yes. That's huge for your health. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what it is. And Mm -hmm. I even have designed my practice to be like a mini college university in themselves. So I I tell them you're, you're coming here. I'm more like a professor guide where I'll give you Mm -hmm. little bits of homework, maybe books to consider. I'm not going to quiz you. There's no grades, but, but I'm going to learn from you. And then I want you to learn. And I'm here building this curriculum that's just designed for you. And my goal is to graduate you. I want you to be graduated. And that's my goal. I tell every patient, I'm like, I want you to be graduated with like just an action plan of a few things that are tailored to you of what you can stay healthy with, you know? So, so this is is a unique opportunity because it wouldn't ever fit in a conventional model because Mm -hmm. it's it's really not, you don't know how long that journey will take for some patients Mm -hmm. and, and how open they are. I have to wait. And I, I try to attune to their body language to see if they're ready to hear some things about trauma work or about other ideas of healing because sometimes they're not. And they're not. They get, they're not there. Yeah, no. and I've made mm-hmm. that misjudgment where I think that they're ready and they're like, "This is ridiculous. You're telling me it's all in my head." And I'm like, "No, but yes, but no, but yes. You know, it is, mm. but not. You know, I mean, our thoughts are so powerful. Our thoughts drive our physiology. So there is absolute truth in the fact you can make yourself sick and you can make yourself healthy. And there um, is brain. Mm-hmm. There is brain science on that now." Absolutely. There's yeah. a lot of research, but yeah. when the patient's not in that right spot, maybe they're yeah. hurting yeah. too much that Receive, day. That feels, not in the receiving mode. Yeah. And, very dismissive. You know? Right. And mm-hmm. it, it really puts us up against like, it's up to me now. And yes. now, I can't, now I can't just, go, you know, look at, look at my, my doctor and uh-huh. expect somebody has some magic pill. I mean, it's really puts it's the responsibility. It's mm-hmm. accountability. It is. It's that, you have it to is. own, you have to uh-huh. own your own that state, is, yes. your lifestyle. You have to be uh-huh. honest with yourself. Yes. It's almost like a loss aversion cognitive bias. We have all these cognitive biases where Whoa, it's like, rewind, rewind, oh. loss of, say that slower, that was slower. Oh, that was great. Loss aversion. So you don't want to lose, like humanistically, we are almost fearful of success because what would that mean? You know, I'm coming up against that a lot. Yeah. Like I'm I'm being, I'm like finally conscious of that now. Because, and that's so many layers of an onion. Why are we we fearful of success? Because what would Mm -hmm. that mean? Oh, that we're worthy enough. Oh, well we have to understand that we are, but also, you know, we fear, well then, the narrative that we have given ourselves 
as let's say I'm giving a, a pretend example of somebody who's had chronic disease of some kind for many decades, it has brought secondary gain, even though it's an awful disease, but it has brought attention or maybe it's brought loved ones that come into their life to mm -hmm. help them. So think about unraveling that narrative and saying, guess what? I can help you get better. And that might be possible. They're scared of that. Like, well, what would that mean? Like, mm. maybe I might miss some, you know, so there's all these undercurrents of subconscious thought uh -huh. that you have to really understand. And I would never, ever say that I understand all that for them, but to unearth some of that and say, I can help you, but you do have to work at it. They may not want to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, and mm -hmm. I have to be okay. And that's been a big shift. And, and I'm still growing every day to understand that there are many times that I can't walk that patient fully through their journey. Yeah. We, get, we get so far mm -hmm. and they're, they're disappointed or they're mm -hmm. not feeling like I'm fitting their needs. And it might be simply that I, that it's just not a good partnership because mm -hmm. the, I'm only going to work as much as they will work, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm also guilty of getting, um, not guilty, but like, it's, it's something that I get to, uh, learn about myself, um, how there, there still needs to be that like discernment or that those boundaries of, yes. I can't do the work for people. Yes. Um, even though we may be great at seeing people's potential and believing in yes. their wellness, it's really not our Oh my gosh, totally. That's, it's like that's a, a big one to let go. That's a huge lesson. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And it's like a meta discussion on codependent behaviors because that's what it is. It really is like it's taking codependency and we've pretty much baked it into the medical system because we've said, no, patients can't understand. The doctor's got to do it for you. Right. Let's they can't think for themselves. Yeah. Let's yeah. put a bunch of commercials out there so that now you have a lot of confusion and questions and you want to go ask your doctor if this yeah. big long icky medicine's right for them. And the doctor only has 15 minutes. So the doctor's going to, you know, it's this power dynamic that is just awful. And yeah. so codependent behaviors happen where it's like, no, I mean, I will help you, but I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. That mm -hmm. was a huge moment for myself 15 years ago when I worked with a home birth midwife for the first time as a a client and she was like, so here's what I know. And now you get to decide, you get to make this decision and what, and I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm deciding these like massive mm -hmm. medical yes, It's <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I'm calling the shots, you know? And she was just so grounded and just was like, yeah, this is how it goes. You, you are in charge of the decisions that you make around how this goes down. I mean, to some degree, right? Yeah. And safety and of course. Yeah, it's all within the... It's all, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's we're, a lot of variables. Not, but we're not, oh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. We're still responsible out in the world. But it but is still. a... But it is a... Re I, I, what I'm hearing is you're advocating and working with a different... A, a, a relationship. Right. That is... Right. That is more re re um, harmonized. Yes. Yes. And it's like, I'm trying to Balanced. encourage a relationship with that person getting back into their body. Right. That's really what it is, is exactly. all of my coaching, all of my, my stuff is, is encouraging them to revisit, you know, just fully being embodied and understanding what does that come from? Learn about where does anxiety live in your body? Is mm -hmm. it in your throat? Where does anger live? You know, all these somatic addresses that we have 
and, and that we're disembodied from. We're not listening. Yes, to. We're, yes. we're, we're trying to reason and intellectualize it and we're not dropping in to really feel it and listen to the language right. of our, of our vessel. Right. So yeah. this is why I think this is more attuned and better for patients that have been through the system and are told mm -hmm. all your labs are normal. Nothing's working. I can then work and find other things we can mm -hmm. help with. Now, this is not saying I abandon all medicine. Like, you know, if you have a, a a pain in the appendix location. You need to go get it checked yeah. out. I mean, there's yeah. no, only so much thought patterns that can help with that, you know. Mm -hmm. But it, it's really uh, something that we need to learn in our body. We tend to be very anxious and worried and and concerned over symptoms that a lot of times can be really thought driven, and we can learn how to mm -hmm. how to control that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love this. I know this is great. Where do we want to go next? You're you're so inspiring. I you're you're mm -hmm. and you you need to. I, we need just to tell you that you're inspiring oh. a lot of people to approach oh, their practice this way time. because yes, I in this era it seems like we have to disclose a lot of you know. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. There's there's this challenge going on where people are really not embracing nuance. <laughs> We're not throwing away the whole kitchen right. thing with the medical approach right. to care. But and we need more practitioners and healers of all kinds to come alongside people to be embodied in their yes. bodies. That's, we need the healers. I think it's both across the desk on both sides, yes. like you said. We need the healers to have more capability. We also need the patients and the attorneys and the malpractice environment to let go because doctors really are defensive and reactive in a conventional setting because of that environment. So sure. you're not allowed mm -hmm. to embrace healing in its fullest. Yeah. Um, There's too just, much trying to control an outcome yes. that, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And just to accept that, you know, we will do the best. Everybody has good intentions. Everybody's trying. And um, mm -hmm. it's just so fascinating to learn that we'll never understand the body at its fullest. And that's mm -hmm. the part that keeps us going is it's fascinating to me. We're mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. Mm. Okay. We need to get to the soul part though a little bit more, right? Oh yeah. Did we... I, did, I probably went off track. No, yeah. we go. No, no, no. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in our flow state. <laughs> we yeah. are in our flow yeah, state. Yeah. I'm not worried. <laughs> we are. We're in group flow. Oh, I forgot. There was a question about soul's journey. Do you, so. do you think you're like, are you having more conversations about the soul? Yes. With the people you're caring for? I would say if I sense that they're open to it, it really is tailored to the person. Yeah, I, of course. I'm located Intuitive. in County, Wisconsin, which is a very rich culture of Swiss heritage. A lot of yeah. a lot of people are private with their thoughts, private mm -hmm. with their spirituality, but with the right people. I talk about, you know, have you heard of, you know, the book, if you have any listeners that are curious, Your Body Keeps Score by mm -hmm. Bessel van der Kolk is great because it talks about how your body keeps score of everything you've come in contact with. But there's also a book, It Didn't Start With You, and it's about intergenerational oh. trauma and epigenetic, epigenetic right. mm -hmm. you know, that happened, you know, that they had a, a little tiny crew of mice that they would spray the scent in the air and then they would immediately get a shock. And so this, these mice learned just like Pavlov's dog to not like the smell of that scent. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The generations later yep. had the same thing. So it's yeah. everything is 
is kind of baked into us. And that's not saying that, oh, all is futile, but it's, it's really empowering to say, wow, there's a lot of stuff that we're just in and we can deal with it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it depends. I think the soul's journey is fascinating to me. I, I like to want, wonder about it myself and, and continue reading, but mm -hmm. for certain patients, a lot of times it's very driven to what do they need at that time. And yeah. I, I very lightly on that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. yeah okay. I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to maybe, um, and another time we, we exchange some notes about who's who are in our areas because we yes. do live where we're, we live in the same yes. area. Yes. And so I feel like we, I know I've got I bet some people to tell yeah. each other about. Yeah. I bet there's like a big overlap of Venn diagram, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be uh -huh. fun. Cool. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And I gotta say, I did a little tour of your community the other day. Um, mm -hmm. on a whim to pick up a Poppy Murphy's pizza. No way. GF, and I was like, there was this, this little, um, this little spot in the downtown that was just so happy with the pride flags. Yes! And I was like, is that Dr. Lawrence's <laughs> little office? Oh my goodness. This is so great. Thank you so much for supporting all of us Absolutely. queer people in the world and oh my making God. us feel really safe and accepted and loved with so all awesome. of your Yay. happy progress pride flags. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I, I was so sad I couldn't partake in the second annual Monroe Pride Parade. I heard there was a parade. Yes. I know we had a, a party for my son's graduation and I thought, darn it, I had bought 50 little like pride flags that I was going to hand out and but next year I'll be at the third annual. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. awesome. I didn't know they had a pride parade. Oh, it's the second one. I thought it was the first one. Okay. That's All right. Awesome. Well, we'll be there. Let's Yay. Be there yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. awesome. So Laura, Dr. Laura, you are also, you've kind of branched off and you're like a mentor, a mentor and coaching oh, other yeah. we got to talk about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Because we have mentors right now oh. in our lives. And Jesus, are they golden. <laughs> and we do not take them for granted. Yeah. And so we just want to say as a couple of students, like, yes. I mean, and I know our time is going to come. I yeah. know this. I'm getting the chills. Yeah, we're I'm gonna getting get the, chills. the chills. We're going to be mentors eventually. But. But, but right now we are in the student role. And so we yeah. just like that, that cycle that beautiful, it's beautiful. And I don't yeah, change. Know yeah. What word I like, because it, is it mentor? Like, I, and I'm saying to myself, I'm not sure mentor or coach or helper. I think I just like to be the helper. I, I feel that yeah, I, all it is, is that we're a few, few rungs higher on the ladder than the person below. And it's just, I wanting to give them my cheat sheets, you know? And yeah. so what I've done is, is just kept doing what I'm doing in my small town and it's just sort of gotten attention from other people. Yeah, I was going to say, did you get approached to be t for mentorship? It's, it's just sort of what I kept doing. It started organically where yeah. people kept seeing, wait, you're, you're doing the impossible. You're in a rural community. You're making holistic medica or holistic uh, medical care accessible. You're doing it in a membership. That's all those three things, right? Are just so incongruent. How is this mm -hmm. happening? And so, you know, it's, it's doctors, nurses, PAs, anybody that's doing their own medical entrepreneurship, they sort of found me through, you know, social media. And I've been involved in some 
groups online and, and it just started building where they kept asking, well, can I have an hour of your time? Can I mm -hmm. pick your brain? And mm -hmm. then I started just saying, I'm going to put this down in the blueprint. So I have little courses they can buy and learn how to do things. And I'm like, this is helpful. I mean, I'm just going to keep writing it down. So I just kept writing it down. And now I have this large tribe of, of mentees. I don't even like that name. I don't know what to call Students, them. But, yeah. Colleagues. You know, colleagues. colleagues. Yeah. Ooh. That, that we meet every month and I, I do private coaching and mentorship and I love it. It's so fun because that's, again, I'm thinking, wow, I'm helping them heal patients in their communities. Yes. And how cool is that to help kind of have them shave off that timeline. So I give them all the cheat sheets, like cliff notes, like I'm in their class saying, here, do all this, take what I have, you know? Mm -hmm. So great. Well, I'm, I'm, when we first met back in May, I think it was, yeah. you were going to be doing your first public pre um since post COVID, yes. yeah post covid you were going to be speaking publicly to a group yes were they also yes. they were all physicians and yeah so i love yeah my how goal. is that received okay so there's publicly. a couple things yeah so my, my goal is to have a curriculum in 10 years my 10-year mission is to have a, a standard curriculum in medical students or in medical schools and residencies that is like professional development for physicians teaching them the flow state, teaching them core values and like just reflection on how their progress is. We don't get any of that kind of coaching or development. We just kind of get let out in the world and yeah. find a career that you like, you know, and I want them to be inspired to take care of their brain and body in new ways. So this is part of my developing of the curriculum as I go and I speak and I have these retreats and I, I do a lot of workshops. And I was so excited because Indiana Beacon Health had hired me for a whole day they canceled two days before because COVID. Mm. Oh. It had a surge in COVID and I was so okay. sad. We're rescheduling. We're yeah. going to have it happen, yeah. but it was too premature because they were the first ones that leapt on the bandwagon. Let's do this all day. And yeah. Just, yeah. Too soon. So, so I haven't okay. yet, but it'll happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so exciting though. That is really exciting. That, it's hopeful. I just, yeah, it's you know, very hopeful. Yeah. Folks like you, I just, I'm like, the world is okay. The yeah. kids are all right. Right. Even the good, <laughs> it's going to be all right. There's balance. We've got a lot of helpers yes, out there. No. A lot of helpers. A lot of helpers, exactly. Mr. Rogers said that, right? Whenever there's tragedy, look for the helpers. And mm. and mostly it's it's a very uh, it's a very selfish thing because I'm designing a career that I get to play. I mean, I have art supplies, I have paper, pencils, markers, paint brushes, yeah. and that's what I do in my workshops is I get them to start playing again and just tapping into creative. We got to cheers. We got to, we got it now. That's crucial. Now we got to really go into this flow state. We do because creativity as adults that are coming up on their conditioning and the generational lines that we're all in and trying to work with, we, we have to keep playing. We have to yes. keep looking at joy every single day. Milk the joy. Yes. We have to do that. We have that the hustle and the constant hard work is not going to get us to where right. we want to go. Right. And the thing is, is we, and I don't like the term work-life balance because that's stupid. I think that's like, <laughs> you know, for there's no such thing as work-life balance. I call it work-life integration. It should be, your life should be fun and work. I think it's all good. Like if you do it in the right way, you can gamify your day. And that's what I, I tell people like, 
you know, in, in the whole flow coaching and creativity and all that space, you can make time for play and for fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, putting routine, uh, putting things in your day that help trigger your own flow state, engaging in bilateral activity like drumming or knitting or walking, it, it awakens those alpha brainwaves of creativity. So there's a lot I was going to say, that's where your creativity go. sparks. Yeah, let's go. I want to yeah. hear all about this like physiological process yes. of hormones and like this what is, is happening in really our body. I mean, we, we know what it, the feeling of flow state. Yeah. Can you tell us how, Break it down with the how pleased our cells are? Oh my gosh. Oh, our cells love it. Are they popped? They're literally smiling. Yes, they're they popped? literally like light up and smile. They are, yeah. they are lit. Your cells love it. Tell um, us. So, you know, if you think about, they, they would do this for medical students. They did studies where if you did any kind of drawing or some type of creative activity, the benefits were long-term beyond the time of the activity. So it wasn't just that you felt good. And even if you feel like I'm not a good artist, which I tell everybody, there's no such thing as, as mm. bad art. But even if it's not something that you generally even like to do, like there's a lot of people that just don't really care to draw. But if you have a group of people draw or doodle, what it's doing is it's getting you out of this analytical prefrontal part of your brain. It's allowing you to be a kid again and have fun and to fail in a comfortable setting. So even if you made a drawing that you didn't really like, it's something to laugh and go up. Well, the world didn't fall. These these skills are transferable. So you're mm. able to handle disappointment better in life. You're able to laugh a little mm. bit more. You have a little bit more dopamine and yeah. oxytocin. And so all of these wonderful little neurochemical cocktails mm -hmm. is, is long lasting. And mm -hmm. so the more you do creative activity, if you try to just pepper this in every so often and make it fun, um, you practice your own creative brain patterns, mm -hmm. you feel better. You basically are happier. You have more well-being and less stress. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my mission is teaching kind of the, the recipe and, and teaching others how to tap into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what my observation that what I keep observing more and more is that we have this notion that it needs to be grandiose. Like mm -hmm. when you're, when you, when you get creative or when you feel in your flow state or joy, then it must be this like mm -hmm. big, huge moment that yeah. you had to really work hard to get to. And it's like, no, right. we keep undermining and dismissing yes. actually just super simple. Moments. Yes. Right. And I mean, right. I was mowing the lawn with the music, with the headphones yes. on yeah. and I was dancing while mowing the lawn and it, I was yeah. like, so Boom, right there. I yes. was just like downloading yeah. all these like hits and just yeah. having a great fucking time we think we have to have the cabin in the woods to write the novel yeah yeah all the expensive paints and a big canvas to do a man and it's really a dance of avoidance in, in some ways at oh, times where shit. you know you just you keep you keep thinking i need to have these quote-unquote perfect settings and circumstances in order to do this and that's just not how life works mm -mm. Mm -mm. And the more you, you have, time, you do have to integrate yeah. it in those moments yes. where you think it's not going to really matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, if you, if you aren't, you know, a lot of people don't realize creativity is the equation of creativity that the, is really easy. It's something new and meaningful done in your own way. So like 
that's it. Like, like you mowing the lawn with your music and dancing, nobody else can do it like you can, you know? Um, yeah. and, and like, it's like taking a piece of paper, making it an origami swan, yes. you know, it's, that's something tiny and it takes two kinds of brain patterns. It's convergent. So it's like noticing patterns. So it's inward thinking. That's one mm -hmm. type of creativity. And then there's the divergent, which is the abstract. That's the one that everyone thinks, oh, well, I'm not creative because I don't have that kind of brainstorming capability. Mm. And it's like, no, but did you notice patterns? Did you mm -hmm. notice anything interesting about how the grass looks today? Does, it, does the clouds look like something in your mind, in your imagination? I mean, these are all little creative tweaks. And you know, and you can pepper them in your day. Like I, I always talk about Uber duty, mom and Uber duty. And I do that for my kids. <laughs> yeah. And that's a routine Uber every duty. day, every day I'm picking yeah. them up after school. And it's like something that could be considered mundane, but you make it creative. And I tell oh, them there's no, a price, right? Right. I say, you have to tell me two things that happen in your day that I don't know, because that's how you get into my mover car. So let's go, <laughs> you know? And yeah. So, you know, there's ways to make it fun. And that's what yeah. we need. Yeah. Oh, I love milk in the mundane for, for some this serious, like, I think mundane is magical. I think it's where so much mm -hmm. gets born yeah. and created and, you know, doing the dishes. Yes. I, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that feels mundane to you can just there's just so much that can come from mm -hmm. yes appreciating it for what it is mm -hmm. feeling satisfied for what it is yes you know? well it is it's very Mr. Miyagi it's very karate kid <laughs> it is getting <laughs> into and that's part of it is part of the training and flow is not succumbing to our distractions that we have been just inundated with phone noises and red notification bubbles and learning to be depleting ourselves of these dopamine triggers of just mm -hmm. saying, let's go and just be in our own mind and see what happens in the mundane. Yeah. I, so good. Another way to, way to get on that email, the, the thing you do with your email where you, yes. you, you, you take timeouts from email and, and yes. every email you receive during that pause yeah. This, oh, sorry. I just stepped on something here. Um, no, I just really appreciated yeah. that a few weeks ago when we, when you, we got a reply back from you saying like, I'm on an email pause. I'm not responding yeah. to emails. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even very long. I check email probably every day, but at least that's it gives still, people what an great, idea. Yeah. That, just that's a, just, mm -hmm. I just think that's like, that is, that's self-discipline. Mm -hmm. That's knowing what you need. Boundaries, that's listening healthy. to what, yeah, it's mm -hmm. such a good example. Mm -hmm. The only way well. to do that deep work. I think we get used to being available all the time for oh, our, our family, time. for our coworkers, time. right? Um, and it's, it's actually more powerful to say, well, I am only available and I batch my availability when yeah. it really matters and that right. you know and you can be so present right so that's, much more present that's a big lesson for me for sure with just mm -hmm. my line of work. all of us yeah. like yeah. yeah and and as somebody that works in medicine of like there's this reputation of like we're available mm -hmm. we're here but yeah well and it's again it's it's nourishing this codependent beha behavior because then exactly. they we're all available and patients assume we're all available all the yeah, time and right. then it becomes they they lose that trouble solving capability on their own mm, they, exactly they just exactly. immediately want to ask a it's portal like question for the doctor like yes kids. like kids yeah i know and my my son last night we had a lovely dinner with with some friends in town and they were we were all working together cooking and cleaning up and they were asking me questions and I said, um, 
you can't do it wrong and I trust you. And he's like, oh my God, I just grew up listening to this all the time. <laughs> Anytime I had a question, you would always tell me, I trust you and you can't do it wrong. And I'm like, listen, kid. That's such you a supportive. Kidding? You yeah. fucking kidding me? Like, I think I'm crushing it over here. <laughs> you are. In mom tone. Yeah. How many people would love to hear I trust you and you can't do it wrong? Those are great. Yeah. You know? I love yeah, when you love tell me that. that. I mean, yeah. I really love when you tell love, me that. I love when I tell you that. <laughs> I'm totally going to steal that. I think that's Good. Great. Good. It just, you know, yeah. it works. Don't we and, all need a reminder that we can't really such, get it wrong? And the mm-hmm. pressure's off us mm-hmm. of, of, you know, again, that codependency like you were yeah. talking about. I of love like, that. Looking, looking to each other for the answer. And it's like, right. I really yeah, because what, what, yeah, because what you're doing is you're you're giving that permission to fail too. That if it if it is something different that might not work, you can. It's okay. Like yeah. there, no there was purpose in it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. This has been great. This has been really great. Is there anything that you just feel really pumped that you yeah. want to talk oh about? Yeah, that's like really exciting for you right now, or that you we you know we talk about like the the moment of having the microphone and like the what honor, a, the, the privilege, privilege, the responsibility, the mm-hmm. the joy. I do in have it. one last thing, and it's yeah, only yeah. a recent obsession. Yeah, yeah. please tell we us. Love it. We love. We love it. I love obsessed. like timely obsessions. You know, yeah. um, as the world is opening up and we're socializing yeah. more, and you know, we've all been over that introductory question of what do you do because it's so boring, yeah. right? And yeah. even in, I've, I've heard, I've not been, but even in Europe, I hear that that's an offensive question to ask. What do you do? Because they feel like that's not your identity. Like, why are you asking that question? So, um, which I would love to do some field research. So if anybody wants to sponsor a Europe trip, I'd be happy to go (laughs) and I'll report back. Yeah, I like that. But I I really find that question is something that we just habitually ask because we kind of don't know how to socialize. Like, what are we talking about? You know, Um, so my recent obsession is asking, what is your recent obsession? Like, Ooh, making you, this is great. Obsessed. Yes. So that's my go-to and you're welcome to borrow it. So we're borrowing it. You know, we're this, borrowing is good. It. this is yeah. good. My go-to is what do you enjoy? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my yes. chat question. Of yes. like, or I go real simple and I'm like, how was your morning? Tell me what you did this morning. I, I like, yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. one. You know, let's that's talk about one. our day. This is really, yeah. this feels really cosmic because we were at a, a small wedding, a little small wedding celebration over the weekend. And I had a moment where I, I didn't know most of the people that were there. And so I had this moment of like, should I ask them what they do? Yeah. And then I, I was like, that just doesn't. How do you earn money? I don't want to ask them that. I don't want to ask them that. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. I love the question because it it tells me a couple things. Like it gets them to light up and I love it when people's eyes light up. It's so like a, like like, hit me, you know, like, that's so awesome. You know? And I I love it because then it takes the pressure off of me to talk because I can hear them and I can understand what makes them excited about whatever they're obsessed about. And also it's, it's a litmus test because Everybody should have some kind of obsession. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question really for pumped. you, Dr. Laura. Yeah, here's yeah. a question Hello. for you. What are you obsessed about right now? <laughs> Jump rope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll you, I hated jump rope as a kid. I hated it. Hated it. Yeah. And I had a great personal trainer a few years ago say, you need to learn to love what you hate. And I thought that was a great tactic. 
So I thought a lot of nuggets here today. (laughs) A lot of bumper stickers. I hate the most is like (laughs) jump roping. So I started following some influencers on Instagram that do fun little jump rope tricks that are looking impossible. But I'm like, you know what? That's a high hard goal. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go for it. Some jump ropes, and I'm on day 20, and I put awesome music in, just like you do, in my ears, and I'm jumping. I'm getting better, and not to their level, but I love it. Doesn't matter. The knees are already there. You're already there. The knees are okay. The boobs are okay. (laughs) Yes. Everybody's all right. I strap the puppies in. I make sure sure the bladder's all empty and we're good to go. And I mean, I'll be out there. My kids think it's hilarious. They're like, what are you doing? And I've got whip scars on my legs. It looks like I've been caned. It's awesome. And I'm just obsessed with it right now because that's my current obsession. So yeah. You know, and our kids need to see us getting so pumped about this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. So so inspiring. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad to be part of anybody's obsession. And I love obsessing about all this stuff with you guys. Totally. Okay. Here's another on our way out the door question. We like to have a little segment song of the day. Do you have some music that you would like to share with us of like, (laughs) no pressure, um, you know, that I sing acapella? I don't (laughs) think. Well, no, you can just tell us the song and we'll just Are you pull obsessed it up with and we'll, song? Just, we'll just go. Do you have a song that you like to put on repeat? Oh gosh, there's so many. I, that's a hard one because I'm a clarinetist mm. and I'm a oh, musician. Just drop and that. So yeah. it's like asking me to have a favorite child and I love so many genres of music. Me too. On I know, me too. Oh yeah. gosh, I don't know. I don't know okay, if, if we were in your kitchen right now and we were going to make like a frittata with like a nice side <laughs> okay. salad. And then I would like, say I'm like, obsessed with the band. Okay. okay, there is a band lately. My husband tuned me on to them and it's called phosphorescent phosphorescent do you have a song the band's name is is phosphorescent they're kind of alt indie kind of really cool vibe very cooking in the kitchen vibe uh staring at the nighttime stars vibe that kind of thing phosphorescent i cannot cannot spell this you need to let me see and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you exactly the song oh if water Ocean paint? No. Hold on. I got them right here. Okay. Um, She's got a song that she loves. Phosphorescent. It's the song for Zula. It came up right away. Song for Zula, number one. Okay, let's hear it. Number one is the best one. It is beautiful. Let's Let's check this out. You're on it. Okay, you've got to take it to the higher level, put earbuds in, and lay on the underneath the stars at night. It's another experience. Oh, I can see. Yeah, I can totally see that. Feel that. Mm -hmm. I like that other song title. Ride on, ride on. I'm gonna listen to that one later. Yeah, you just got introduced to a new artist. Yeah, that's phosphorescent. Exciting. Ph. 
Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. We will. Well, we're neighbors. We're neighbors. My partner is like seven minutes away from your office. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's let's do that side salad with the first Okay. Let's do it. Awesome. Thank you for everything you're doing to be of service to our humanity. Thank you as well. And making it so fun. You're making everything so fun. I just. Yeah. For sure. Okay. You inspire well, so much. I hope you have a lovely rest of our rainy day. Today. We are. Mm-hmm. You, you as well. well. You okay. as well. Be well. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Bye. lay my face to the No my teeth to the sand. I will not lay like this for days now upon You will not see me fall. you see me struggle to stand. Be acknowledged by some touch from his knowledge. You see the cage it called. I said, come on.